Welcome to Frontline Defenders Rights on the Line podcast, presenting the voices, perspectives, and experiences of human rights defenders at risk and focusing on human rights issues across the globe. Uh, so, first of all, let me introduce myself. I am Hebaz Din Shamoglu, a Syrian feminist, women rights defender, and the CEO of Equity and Empowerment that works inside Syria. Um, my work in the human rights uh, is defending the women's rights on the economic and political and social levels. At the same time, I work um, on the equality between um, women and men and to support the minorities, uh, the religious minorities and uh, people with different gender IDs. Uh, through my work, uh, I also uh, support uh, the policies uh, with Meta and other um, um, other online um, um, online applications, in order to provide safe spaces uh, for women, in order to avoid uh, any bullying at them, especially that many Syrian women and Syrian activists um, were out of the cyber world because of uh, many violations against them. Can you tell me how the you know the chaos of the earthquake? has impacted human rights defenders um, and maybe focusing specifically on on women human rights defenders. Uh, have authorities taken advantage of the situation and just shed some light on that for me? Okay, so um, whenever there is any bombing or shelling or natural crisis, women rights defenders, like all other women and men inside Syria, they start responding to the people needs. Uh, but this time, what we notice is that my team um, members, the women, uh, the women rights defenders, when they were responding to the people needs in the shelter, uh, in the mosques they resorted to, they were backlashed by the community. And it was strange to me and to them to be accused that we are uh, the main causes of this earthquake because some people think that uh, this earthquake is out of Allah anger and Allah sent uh, the anger because of us, because we are calling for equality between men, uh, women and men, and they think that this is this is against Islam or against religion. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, I'm not sure about this religious discourse. However, women were really backlashed by some of those people, and many of them verbally abused them, even in the centers they were um, they were trying uh, to help people in. So um, as the earthquake happened in Syria, um, I mean, in Damascus, in Latakia, in Aleppo, in Idlib, um, and in Afrin, so those areas are under different uh, de facto authorities. If we're talking about Damascus, Aleppo, and, and Latakia, they're under the control of the Syrian government, while others are uh, outside the control of the government. However, uh, the Syrian regime or the Syrian government with other de facto authorities were getting revenge over human rights defenders in general because it's very uh, people were very busy um, in responding to the crisis itself so uh, documentation of uh, human rights violations um, uh, was less which gave uh, a chance to 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 the Syrian regime and other de facto authorities to act like this so for example in Damascus uh, many people started talking about uh, the corruption um, in, in, in stealing uh, the humanitarian aid uh, which was sent in order to help the people. And those people were arrested. Um, in, in, in Idlib and in Afrin, uh, many um, women and the human rights defenders were talking about uh, the lack of response, the irresponsibility of the de facto authorities, 
um, because people were, 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 were alone. No one responded to their needs. And so for the women, they received many threats, uh, like I was one of them, actually, uh, because first of all, like we were talking about the um, not responding to people needs. And also we were talking about that, I mean, between two brackets, the dignity kits, which means um, uh, which means that we were referring to the women needs. So we received many threats from the de facto authorities that those needs are out, out of the cultural um, uh, the cultural framework of um, of the areas uh, people are um, people are living. Um, so mm -hmm. I don't know, like whether talking about sanitary pads is outside the cultural context. I can understand this. So mm -hmm. on um, on the other hand, uh, for human rights defenders, um, uh, because they were displaced from Afrin, many of them are wanted by HDS by Hayat Tahrir al-Sham. So they escaped to Afrin uh, two years, three years ago. But like for now, they didn't find any place to go to. So um, Afrin was um, was affected by the earthquake. So many of them, when they tried to return to Idlib, they were uh, stopped at the checkpoints and. Like so, those people uh, they were they were just um, escaping with their families. So um, HTS stopped them at the checkpoints, and those people uh, suddenly discovered that they may be detained because of um, because of some of their um, of their views um, under uh, I mean against uh, radicalism and against the um, the Syrian government. Um, also, if, if we're talking about women rights defenders, so I'm trying just to cover the human rights and women rights, because like in this crisis, not only women were threatened, like human rights defenders in general, and especially women uh, were threatened. Um, like maybe the, the social pressure was on women more because they were threatened by the de facto authorities and also um, um, by the people themselves that they are responding to their needs. Um, so, like this is in general, um, like the the uh, what happened in in like different um, areas in Syria, added to many other violations that happened during the response itself. It's actually, like uh, many detention cases happened um, during the crisis. Um, so, especially for people who were criticizing um, the um, the general way uh, of uh, of dealing with this crisis, because no one was responsible for the people. So, the the central government and the de facto authorities they're claiming that they are um, the, the the governments in their areas, but like mm. at the same time, when the, when the crisis happened, no one was responsible. And mm. all of them, they were just um, um, leaving everything uh, on the shoulders of the NGOs, mm. and uh, just, I mean, trying to um, uh, trying to to tell people that uh, we're not the, the ones responsible. You have to to talk to the UN. You have to talk to the EU. So mm. people were angry, and the human rights defenders were angry because. Those authorities and the central government, they all the time, they're oppressing people. They're mm -hmm. saying that we are here, we are the governments. And when it comes to, to supporting people, they said it's not our responsibility. So mm -hmm. for those people who were criticizing these cases, they were detained. For mm -hmm. now, um, like maybe in, in the central government in Damascus, the detention cases um, uh, um, were more clear because we're clearer because um, um, they were using the social media and suddenly they disappeared. But uh. like in the northwest of Syria, because the the um, the crisis was really huge, so and and the internet was not there for many days. 
mm. for almost a week uh, because like the, the main source of the internet in the northwest of Syria is Turkey. And Turkey mm. was affected because of the, the internet uh, was cut for, for, for almost a week. So wow. by, this, by this, it was a very proper chance for the de facto authorities to shut, to shut up the mouths of, um, uh, of the human rights defenders. But like, mm. yes, we know that many of them were detained. Others um, were silenced. They were, I mean, they were um, um, uh, told like directly by the de facto authorities that if you're gonna, if you're gonna talk in this way, you're gonna be detained. Wow. And here we're talking about like the journalists with the human rights defenders, the people who were just posting on their Facebook. That I mean, they were normal people talking about the situation, criticizing the way that the de facto authorities are dealing with this crisis. Mm -hmm. Okay, and you know, if I can just let just take a step back in terms of of human rights defenders in Syria, obviously. The political situation in Syria is very unique, and you know you've mentioned that 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 people in Syria would not get the same um, assistance because of the political situation. So, just in terms of human rights defenders operating on the ground in Syria, what is that like? Yeah, what is that like for human rights defenders on a you know on a daily basis outside of the chaos of something like an earthquake happening? Um, for human rights defenders, because most of them are living with other people, so they are affected um, from this uh, political uh, positioning like other people. So for them, for example, their voices um, were louder in the, the response to this crisis because the political, uh, the political situation was like a clear indicator that it's affecting the distribution of aid. So, mm -hmm. for example, um, when the crisis happened in the northwest of Syria, the, uh, the, the UN agencies, they said that we need the permission of the Syrian government, of Bashar al-Assad, in order to send um, uh, the assistance to people in northwest Syria. So it's a pity that the northwest of Syria is outside the control of Bashar al-Assad, outside uh, the, the control of the Syrian government, and still the bureaucracy of the UN is mm. demanding for um, uh, the permission of the central government in Damascus, um, I mean, or Bashar al-Assad. So the human rights defenders were really criticizing this, saying that this is inhuman to um, to deal with people um, waiting for um, waiting Bashar al-Assad to allow you to 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 help those people, even even though Bashar al-Assad himself and the mm. Syrian uh, Syrian regime are killing those people by the shelling. And the second day of the crisis, when people were um, uh, not finding any shelter, they were out of their houses, the Syrian mm -hmm. government and the Russian government were shelling people in Idlib. Um, if you, I'm just coming to you speaking about journalists, and I'm wondering what is the context like for journalists on the ground in Syria? Are they able to, to document um, things on the ground safely, or is it extremely dangerous for them? No, it's extremely dangerous, extremely dangerous, because um, if they're documenting, um, I mean, they're documenting the narrative of people. I mean, people themselves are angry and they're um, um, they're talking about this situation where they're left behind without anyone responsible. So mm. even if those journalists are um, not not imposing any mm. opinion on others, they're only documenting uh, the normal speech of, of the people. 
Um, mm. They were um, uh, interrogated by the central government or the government of Damascus and the de facto authorities. So, of mm. course, it's not easy. And even for those journalists who are uh, writing, I mean, um, in many um, in many websites or writing on their mm. own Facebook pages, they were mm. threatened by uh, by um, by um, the Syrian government, the Syrian regime, and the de facto authorities. Okay. You were mentioning that there were some fears that HRDs have in terms of illegal trading of organs. Can you shed some light on that? Yes. Um, so from the first day of the crisis, uh, me and other um, HRDs were discussing um, the general way that the civil defense um, is working in northwest Syria. Of course, they did their best in order to support all the people, to get all the people from uh, under the rubble, but of course they don't have the proper equipment and uh, the crisis was really huge. So what we noticed is that many civilians, many people who are not um, um, who are not um, entitled uh, to get people uh, like um, from under the rubble were responding and were trying to help. So um, and it, it was an indicator to us because we know that uh, the trafficking of organs is is very active in Syria in general. So um, and then we found that uh, we asked about the way of uh, uh, of documentation of the people, I mean, who died, who are under the rebel, but of course there are no civil records, in, in especially in the northwest of Syria. So it's mm -hmm. hard to know the people or um, whether they're, they're still under the rebel, they, uh, mm -hmm. they survived, anyone, um, anyone supported them. So it was really hard. And at the same time, because during the last two years, many, uh, many cases of kidnapping people, uh, children and women, um, in northwest of Syria, where they disappeared, no one knows about them, and we we are sure that there are networks in Syria between different de facto authorities yeah. who are working in in trafficking of the organs. So um, we try, even though we we didn't document um, uh, such cases, but we raised this with uh, with uh, with the, the, the civil defense, with the NGOs responding uh, to this crisis inside Syria. Um, uh, because we don't want, I mean, we don't want this to happen. So we said that, uh, look, I mean, if you don't know that all the people that they're living in, in that area and whether you help them or not, mm. please, let's, let's, I mean, communicate with us the lost people. So at least mm. we, we do tracking for them in order mm. to know whether they're in Turkey or inside Syria or um, we have our networks. Otherwise, it means that those people um, were used in the, the trafficking of organs. I mean, because we witnessed, because we, uh, in, in the past, many um, human rights centers documented many cases of this. Mm. So, um, but, but for now, for now, actually, it's um, it's very um, it it's it's unclear actually um, mm. whether um, the, the like the number of the people um, who were inside uh, in in northwest Syria, the people who were uh, the people who survived, the people who are still in, under the rebel, it's unclear. I mean, especially like to me um i put the first res responsibility on the the un agencies because they were very late in mm. supporting um uh, people in northwest syria um and of course the local organizations and the local authorities i mean here i refer to the civil defense they don't have that mm. capacity to respond to all those cases mm. okay 
And uh, in terms of the the human rights defenders and, and human rights organizations that, that do operate in Syria, as the earthquake destroyed, you know, lots of resources or, or physical buildings of HRDs and, and NGOs? Uh, for Yes, for the NGOs, yes. Uh, but like for the HRDs, um, usually they don't they don't use uh, physical facilities. I mean, because um, uh, this is for their protection, so they're not visible in order yeah. um, uh, to protect themselves. I mean, in in all this in all the places in Syria. But like uh, many of them, they lost their, uh, for example, their uh, their laptops, their um, um, uh, the the equipment that they're using to document the cases. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. But like, I mean, fortunately that because they have other supporters outside Syria, so they were just sending all the files um, uh, like every week or monthly. But okay. like for them, for now, like most of the information uh, are saved outside Syria. But of course, um, um, for them, um, mm. it's it's difficult for now. I mean, like I had a chat with one of the HRDs and, and he was telling me that, Look, I'm afraid. Like, I wish that my laptop is destroyed, but like, I'm afraid that um, uh, it will be in the hands of anyone of um, like the de facto authorities, and they they manage to to open it because I have like documentation of many of their violations. Mm. So because like the the earthquake happened suddenly. Yeah. So yeah. Um, and 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 this is another issue that um, the need of HRDs. Uh, to know more about protecting their equipment, their cybersecurity, their digital security, even though, I mean, I know like many, many organizations, they are delivering those, those are trainings, mm-hmm. but like for the, the... okay. So um, I was saying like for the HRDs in Northwest Syria, they, they feel that uh, because of uh, the control of HTS and the inability to get out of Idlib, or the countryside of Aleppo, they didn't. Uh, they didn't have any chance to attend such um, advanced trainings in the digital situ- security or cybersecurity. Um, and like to us, this is another indicator during the crisis the need to work on those things in the future, especially with HRDs in um, uh, in the northwest of Syria, because they're working on the documentation of the regime violations and the de facto authorities uh, violations. And have there been cases um, where, you know, because maybe the the digital security has not been as 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 good as it's supposed to be, as have there been any like data breaches? Um, for for the HRDs till now, there are no uh, data breaches or um, or something like that because um, I mean, usually they send like daily uh, all the information to people outside Syria and then they delete those files. But like okay. recently, I mean, so um, when the crisis happened, even the things they documented, I mean, a previous day, they didn't have any chance to delete them or to send them. Um, so when we're talking about the international community, first of all, I'd like to talk to the EU because they have their um, 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 their mechanism for um, the civil society protection or the civil mm-hmm. protection mechanism. So uh, I'm calling that they activate it in Syria for now because it's 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 the best time to do that, mm-hmm. um, and also um, for the international community to focus more on on the HRDs in Syria, not only in the northwest of Syria, even in the the, the areas controlled by the Syrian government, 
because most of those HRDs, they're working in, in, in very dangerous situations and they don't have the chance uh, mm. to, uh, to reach out to, min, to many of the international platforms. So mm. um, what we want is to, to work more technically with those HRDs and also to listen to them because in many cases they are the best people uh, to to assess the way that um, the international community can can help them. So uh, by opening more channels with them, by listening to them, um, like I think it's the better the best way in order to protect them. Yes, um, and only the last thing um, for the women rights defenders. Um, so usually because of the gender gap um, in Syria between women and men, so many of the women didn't have any chance before uh, to know about the cybersecurity, about using um, um, using the laptops or, or how to document cases. So this technical gender gap, I think it has to be taken into consideration. And the female um, uh, HRDs, they, I mean, they need more support in, in this regards. And also because of um, the traditions, um, most of those women, um, um, they're, they're going under defamation online without mm -hmm. any protection. And it's very sensitive in, in, in this context. I mean, we're talking about very conservative societies. We're talking mm -hmm. about like women who are fighting um, uh, their communities in order uh, to work in the women's rights in general. So mm -hmm. I think that um, more coordination with with um, with Facebook and with our, with other um, online applications, um, it has to be taken in order um, um, maybe to uh, formulate policies in order to protect women in general and especially the women uh, rights defenders. Thanks so much, Aisha. Um, uh, to me, actually, um, what I'm counting on um, in Syria um, in general uh, is the HRDs, because for now, um, inside of the political uh, polarization uh, in Syria, but like still the HRDs, the women rights defenders, they're still connecting um, each other. They're still communicating with each other regarding, uh, regardless of uh, the authorities or the de facto authorities. So mm -hmm. this circle of HRDs is the one that we can um, count on uh, in the future. Okay. Thank you for listening to this episode of Rights on the Line. Visit www.frontlinedefenders.org to listen to other interesting episodes. Subscribe and share.